And I stood at the end of there when I got my award, I said, Mom, I'm in tears. I want you to imagine how hard your mom or dad has been working. They're tired. And I looked at my mom in the eyes. I said, Mom, call your boss. Tell him you don't have to go to work. You're not going to work anymore. And she said, what, baby? I said, Mom, I'm retiring you. She's like, what? And she just gave me a hug and I just cried. And I was like, oh. It was never, I was committed to the process, but unattached to the outcome because the outcome was 10 times greater. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper and get ready to learn. All right, Garen Jones. Speaker, teacher, author, amazing, inspirer. How else would you describe yourself? Um, the best dad in the world. Yeah. Um, my mama, it's my mama's son. Um, uh, and someone who absolutely loves sweet potato pie. <laughs> and can take anything in the dark and shift it into light within three minutes. Wow, I love that. So I wanna tell you a little bit about my experience with you thus far, something you don't know. So I was listening to your podcast interview with Ed Milet the other day. I was driving down the 290 in Austin, coming home, listening, absorbing everything. I was eating a Panera chocolate chip cookie and all of a sudden you said something on that show and I burst into tears Mm -hmm. and what you said, you, you gave a visual of a little child basically pulling at their parents shirt or whatever it was over and over and over and not getting the attention that they wanted. And you likened that to us not listening to our own inner child. Mm -hmm. And that stopped me in my tracks. It brought up so much emotion because I know for me, there's still some things that I'm still denying and there's still things that I'm not bringing to the surface. And I know a lot of our listeners can also relate to that. And so I really feel like today's conversation is around coming back to who you really are and bringing that to the surface, shining light on the areas that are maybe in the darkness and like a return to you. And so I just wanted to say thank you for that. Cause even that, that little, you know, image, it brought up so much for me, especially cause I now have a daughter and I know you have a young daughter as well. And thinking about her trying to get my attention for 20 or so years and me not listening, it's devastating. Yeah. So thank you for that. And thank you for that visual. And I know today's conversation is going to touch a lot of people in a deep way. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, for what we get to uh, collaborate on and, and what creates from there. So thank you for having me. Yeah. 
So I want to set the stage for everyone watching where they can understand what it is that you've been through. Cause we don't have time to go through every single story. Again, we'd be here for a long time. So I love how I've seen lots of interviews with you and the one with Ed did in particular, he brought up some of those key moments in your life. Okay. So I'm just going to read those out because I thought that was super, super powerful. So starting at four years old, someone tried to kill you by putting you in a dryer. At 10 years old, a few men tried to drown you. 12 years old, your father is murdered. 13 years old, you are molested. Uh, then you start to go down the wrong path. And I'm not sure of the exact age, but you are sentenced to 12 years in prison. What age was that? 20, 22. And you don't serve 12 years, but you get out and start to transform your life. You get a record deal with Ludacris, but eventually end up living in a storage unit and in your car for over two years. You try and take your own life. Your mom was in the hospital. Is that correct? She was in the hospital. Got she it. Was going to die. She was in the hospital. I know you said around that same time, your girlfriend broke up with you yep. and eventually you meet this person at the gas station who I think is, you know, your angel messenger and somebody who tells you something that transforms your life. And it's so interesting because one of my biggest mentors who's been on the show, who's been in my book as well, he had an angel messenger at a gas station. So it's, it's so interesting when those people come into our lives and bring a message that changes everything. So do you mind sharing what your message actually was that you got on that day? Well, uh, I know people are like, yo, that doesn't sound like all of that happened to one person. However, all of that happened to one person. And that's probably 10% of the things that I had to overcome. Um, there was a time in my life where I felt like there was nothing I could do. I, it's like I hit my rock bottoms, rock bottom. And I was just like, how are all these people so much more successful than me? I'm, I have talent. I'm, I'm not a bad looking person and I don't understand why I can't really. And at that point with no money and people quitting on me and people leaving me and, and just me leaving myself, that was the lowest point. And that's when I had given up. And I remember being at a gas station asking um well before i can say that i gotta tell you the week prior i'm i'm at la brea on the corner of la brea and hollywood in my car i was living in my car for two and a half years and <clears throat> i reached a breaking point and it was just it was 3 43 in the morning and i just started yelling i was like okay I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. I just want to inspire people. And I want to make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in. Just show me a sign. Now, let's skip to the person to the gas station a week later, which I didn't realize was a sign at that time. Not until I connected, connected the dots looking backwards. I asked him for money and he says, you have more money than me. And he had a wad of cash. And he goes, and, and then um, 
the words that he said, I've heard personal development words, but I never heard words that made me stop me in my whole tracks. It was like a conscious interrupt. And he said, change your mindset, change your life. And I was like, change your mindset, change your life, change your mindset. So if my mind is set on something, then that's why the result is what it is. So if I do different with the same circumstance, my life will change. Change your mindset, change your life. So I just kept saying it. It's like a broken record over and over and over. Change your mindset, change your life. Normally I use gel soap, change your mindset, change your life. So I started using bar, bar soap. Normally I would take the escalators, change your mindset, change your life. So I started taking the stairs. Slowly but surely and unconsciously, I started staging myself outside of the normal construct of how I was living my life because humans are habitual creatures by nature. I was staging myself by simply doing the opposite. And I went 13 years and an object in motion stays in motion unless it's stopped by a much stronger force. My new motion was doing the opposite in, in areas of my life where I wasn't happy. I was 40 pounds overweight. I started doing the opposite, okay? I started learning how to be healthy and then surrounding myself around healthy, active lifestyle people. I used to uh, go chase women at nightclubs every single night change your mindset, change your life. I started chasing a better version of myself, stop watching TV, stop watching scrolling, and I started reading books. So my life over the last 13 years is a direct flip from where I was as a speeding bullet headed straight down. And now there's a, a, a mag, just a magnificent mountain as the top of the bullet heading straight up and with millions of people. So that's what we that's are. Amazing. <laughs> change your mindset, change your life. So one of the things that I've heard you say before is that, like you just said, you went in the opposite direction. And I think it's so interesting because oftentimes people will come to me and they're like, well, I have no money. And one of the things that we flip is that they are abundant. They're just abundant in lack at the moment. And so you had this natural energy and this drive to do, do, do. It's just the things you were putting your energy into weren't going to get you the results that you wanted. And I've heard you kind of describe that before, but can you break that down a little, break that down a little bit more? Because I want the people who aren't getting the results that they want right now to understand how they can shift their energy and see that change. Yeah. So I call it energy transmutation. And I think it's important that everybody write this down because most people don't realize that they have compartments of energy that's powerful than the fastest train in the world, but it might be in all of your ego and it might be in all of your insecurities and all of your self-doubt and all of your gossip, all of your talking about people behind their back, that we, we, are, we are the most powerful magnet in the world. We have uh, the, the, the amount of fuel that we have in our bodies is, it is so powerful most people have no idea that everything that they're looking for outside of them has been inside of themselves the entire time. 
So how I break it down in energy transmutation, I broke into all of these cars and went to and went to juvenile in jail. I cheated on all of these women. I slept with all of these women. I broke in all of these houses. It's the same energy that I had when I was a little kid. I just lacked direction. I didn't know that there was a direction to put that energy. It was just unbridled energy that just clearly needed direction. And it was that energy that then took me to the, the best-selling books and the, 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 the multi-seven-figure businesses and things like that. But all of that came from me understanding just how much I was hurting my life because I was oblivious and I didn't realize the, the, what the payoff was and then what I could be using this energy towards. I would be, oh my God, I need energy. Oh my God, I need this energy drink. And I need all these things outside of me to give me energy. I need coffee to give me energy. But then the second I started realizing, I'm like, wait a second. I have so much energy inside of me. What would happen if I stopped going to nightclubs every single night, chasing women every single night? Boom, I put that energy towards a specific direction. Interesting how within the first 18 months of me reading books and taking personal development seminars, I'm earning $70,000 a month passive income from $200,000 in debt to $70,000 a month passive income. And the one thing I changed was the energy that I put in TV and scrolling, I put in the books. So that taught me, I'm like, Oh, wow. Well, what other places in my life do I have suppressed energy or stored up energy that's not serving a purpose towards where I want to go in my life or how I can serve and support and protect my family? So I started looking at areas where I lacked forgiveness. I held resentment towards people. I gossiped people and I wrote a list of all of this stuff down. And I was like, wow, I would never want to be a part of this person's life. I would never want to give this person an opportunity. I can see why I don't have an abundant life because there's nothing in my life that warrants the nature's frequency of abundance. And so to close out, if you could look at your life, look at your, your behaviors and your habits, and you look at your goals, I want you to ask yourself, is this connected to my goal and will this help me get there? If not, you're wasting your time and you're, long, you're elongating um, the process and you're closing the portal of possibility. Mm, so good. And a piece of that that I'd love to pull out is that practice. So I know that you wrote out 250 names of people who it was, I mean, you can explain it better than me, but you wrote out 250 names and had all these conversations with people in your life or people you've just thought of and made amends essentially and cleared all of that, that stuff up so that you could have that clean energy. That's the way I see it, that clean energy and be the frequency of abundance. Can you talk more about that practice? Yes. Yeah, so um, it, I didn't know what I was doing when I did it. And so what I'm about to share is as I connect the dots, looking backwards, 
But one thing I was well versed in is noticing patterns and, and I'm because I loved puzzles when I was a little kid. And so there was a, a young lady named Tess from when I was seven years old. I remember hitting her in the head with a yellow backpack. And we've had many of stories after that. She's probably 45 years old. I'm about to be 44 um, in, in, uh, in a month. And, but every time I think of Tess, I think of when I hit her in the head with the backpack. So I hit her up on Facebook and I was like, hey, Tess, you probably don't remember this. Kids do the stupidest things. And I just wanna to apologize to you for hitting you in the head with the backpack. She said, one, mind you, I haven't spoken to her in all these years. One, why'd you do that? Two, what about me made you do that? Three, same thing is happening to my kids and I don't know what to tell them. And I was like, you mean to tell me people keep the way you make them feel? Oh my goodness, I have so many people to apologize to. So I apologized to her, but that's what inspired me to write down from kindergarten up to present moment, anybody who hurt me, anybody who I hurt, and my intention was just to clear myself and I just, I wanted to apologize for that fight we got into. And if they were the ones who jumped me, they're like, why are you apologizing? We're the ones who, who jumped you. I was like, because I held resentment towards you. Because I held resentment towards you. You didn't create the resentment. I created that story. And that story is what shaped and created my life. And because they saw what freedom looked like, some of the people said, you know what? I want to I wanna apologize too. And I could feel this, the emotional untanglement then start to unravel. And some people didn't respond how I wanted them to. And I said, you know what? It's not about their response, but it's about me cleaning and clearing myself. When, when I got older, I realized it was cleaning and clearing my divine channel so that ancient and ancestral wisdom can flow through because you cannot be used if you're still if you're if you're still operating from um, certain bruises that you have and and stuck energy that you and suppressed energy that you have in your nervous system. What was the hardest conversation you had to have from that 250 person list? I would say that there's two of them. There's one guy that was in my business and we didn't I didn't like him. He didn't like me just both athletes, both egos, everything. The, how I felt about the people in his organization is how, how I felt about him. And I remember posting something on Facebook one day, and this is when, before I had an Instagram and I had a private Facebook, and I would just tag like 50 people and then like maybe six people would respond. So basically I wasn't popular back then. And, uh, I remember posting, it had no photos, just words, personal development. And then I felt different. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being like this. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you know, him being a friend to me has nothing to do with me being a friend to him. So I'm, I'm just gonna choose to love him no matter what, regardless of how he responds. And we were all going on a company vacation. So I knew I was gonna see him. So I went out of my way to, to apologize to him for my part. 
and create you know possibility for us to maybe have a relationship but if not i'm not fixed on that but i am fixed on clearing clearing myself I felt completely different. I felt like a different human. The feedback that I was getting from other people, they're like, yo, Garen, Garen is like really, really different. I went on Facebook and I posted the same exact thing three days later, only I didn't tag anybody. 475 people liked it, about 125 comments, like 75 shares. I was like, don't these people see that the same thing was wrote, written three days before? And and I was speaking to my, my spiritual advisor, Monica Zanz. She said, Garen, you released hate from your heart. Do you know that three months later, my business had tripled? Everywhere in my life, it just tripled. It was like putting a volleyball underneath the water and then releasing the hand and it shooting up does it shoot up fast? No, it shoots up to where it's supposed to be. So that was one of the biggest ones because it it had a lot of my ego. The hardest time was forgiving the two men who murdered my father. And I stood on stage and I said in front of a crowd of 5,000 people, I'm ready to let this go. And I was in tears and I forgave the two men who murdered my father sometimes people are like you don't understand i was touched as a little girl or a boy i was like no you don't understand what you're doing to yourself and your kids that are getting that energy you have no idea how you're being impacted in your life i forgave the two men who murdered my father and when i was done this guy kept looking at me and he was like man i just want to apologize to you i said for what he said 20 years ago I went to prison for attempted murder and I just got out last night and I was planning to murder the person who snitched on me tonight. But I saw in you freedom for the first time. And I just want to let you know that I'm, I'm, I'm a changed man. I've never seen what freedom looked like. And I want to apologize on behalf of the two men who murdered your father. And I instantly got closure that I always wanted as a 12 year old. So when you let go of resentment, when you forgive over and over and over, it allows you to be in the frequency of freedom. Because if you don't have the power to possess your own mind, you are not free. If somebody else is occupying your thoughts, you are not a free person. Hmm. That's amazing. And one of the reasons why I love all your stories and I love how vulnerable you are and just how honest is so many of us are, you know, making excuses about our past. And it doesn't mean that I, you know, you and I both have, don't have compassion for those people and the experiences. And you've been through a lot of what a lot of people complain about, but I know one of your things is, you know, you can have compassion, but you also don't necessarily, you know, like you don't buy that as an excuse. They can make, people can make a change regardless of their past circumstances and you're living proof. And this is why I always share my story because people listen to who they relate to. And a lot of times people don't have somebody in their life that kind of represents the quiet part of their mind. So in that quiet part, 
most of the time people feel like they're alone while living this life and everybody, like, how you doing? I'm fine, but deep down inside, you know? And so I represent for the voiceless or the, the part of you that you haven't yet given a voice. And so if you can hear me and you see me and I share the story, you read the book and you can see they're like, damn, no excuses. Then at that point when you share, but you don't understand, I don't have any money. I'm like, your energy is worth more than your money. What? This, that's not why, that's why you haven't started your YouTube program? Well, tell that to me in 2009 when I was sleeping in a storage unit and because it had good lighting and it was all white, I used that as the background and had 125 videos out. So maybe it's not the money. Maybe you just lack, you're just, you're just in lackful thinking because you don't realize how valuable your energy is. If you get back up and you create a way where there's no way, I guarantee you, you'll, you'll find a way because life cannot deny someone who gives their absolute all. Mm, so good. So I want to connect the dots here between parts of your story. And as you mentioned, you know, listening to that, there's a lot of things that happen and it feels like you lived so many different lifetimes. And there's a piece that I've always been confused about that I would love for you to clarify. So I know that there was a point when you spent, I think it was 30 days and you messaged 900 different producers and you wrote 28 songs or something like that. Um, Is that correct? Yep. And you ended up getting that record deal with Ludacris. What happened where you had, you know, that moment of success. And then shortly after you were living in the storage unit and in your car, what was the difference between that point in time compared to that period where you had the angel messenger at the gas station and then things started to really transform? So there's actually another story inside of there because we missed the the modeling and acting when I was doing all of these L'Oreal hair commercials. So I've had this and then 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 this and I've not looked back in the last 13 years. The difference is the awareness. I wasn't aware of what I was doing. So maybe I would read a good book. I did. I wasn't aware that what I was reading was causing me to then have the book start reading me and when a book starts reading you you start living out its principles i didn't know that i just thought i was lucky i was like oh my god i'm just so oblivious and you can't see the picture while you're in the frame so if i didn't have any kind of formula and i was just like oh yeah i'm lucky and then all of a sudden i'm living when people like oh my god you're amazing you're amazing you're amazing and i don't have yet emotional training now a million you're amazing's turns into i'm amazing of course i'm amazing so my ego got the best of me in modeling and as just as fast as it rose was just as fast as i lost it so me getting that record deal after coming out of prison as just as fast as i got that record deal all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I love your music. They're putting me on everybody, MySpace top eight. And, and you know, it's just like, I love your music. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the dopest artist out there. Ego started to creep in again. I didn't have any mentors around or somebody that could like really 
keep me on a, 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 a straight a straight path. And then it, it got taken out again. The reason why there's a difference now, because when I came into health and wellness, I was surrounded by people who all they ever talked about was personal development and reading books. And then I went to my first personal development seminar. They said, leaders are readers. You find a good book, never stop reading it. You can build on the top of that. That's why I kept reading. That's why I've read The Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale over 300 times, not exaggerating, uh, between the paperback and audiobook. And then I got addicted to evolving as a person and personal growth and continuing to amplify my life. I haven't looked back since 2011 once I realized that was the key because it wasn't the talent. What it was is I could not sustain the mentality of humility. Hmm. And now I can sustain the mentality, the frequency of humility. Most people have no idea when they, when I meet them for the first time, they're like, yeah, I had, I didn't even know who you were. And I was like, it's probably, probably a good thing. So now you just get to meet me for who I am instead of all the accolades. And so before I'm like, oh, I'm this person. I was on this person. Like you were talking about Ed Milet. I, if that would have happened a long time ago, I'd have been like, yo, I was on Ed Milet, Milet, blah, 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 blah. And it just, that's a good reason, probably why it didn't happen until I was in the state of where a big caliber of life can fit inside of this capacity that has been well worked on and and earned over time. Hmm. That's the difference. Do you feel that everything had to be taken from you to get to that place? Like, was that necessary for you? It wasn't necessary, but it was personally necessary for me because I was so hard-headed. I didn't pay attention to the signs. Now I can recognize the signs long before they happen. That's why I say you can't see the picture while you're in the frame of your life. But because, you know, you, you, I design a game I actually like playing. I create a life I actually like living. So I surround myself around things where I, if I start noticing patterns, you know, I have a, you know, a, a, a certain PMF uh, um, uh, mat right there. We got the cold plunge. The, the whole house is designed for the regulation of nervous system. And so because I didn't understand how to regulate myself, then I would turn to old patterns, turn to sex, turn to food, turn to this, turn to all these things that kept stuffing my emotions without allowing me to actually express them. So I don't think you have to have it to the point where everything is stripped away from you. But me personally, because I was so hard-headed, everything needed to be taken away from me for me to realize, oh my goodness, I gave all my power away. So everything that's been taken away is what I gave all my power to so that I could remember that the power belongs here. The power belongs here. That's why when I'm working one-on-one uh, -on -one with people, just a high level CEOs, founders and execs, it's like, I'm not gonna lead you to me, I'm gonna lead you back to yourself, but I just need to show you how to be a further more evolved version of yourself. 
And um, I think it's a very important, even in people, anytime people go into any kind of space, to be around people that return the art back to its original sender. So good. I know that your company, the the word in your company, the word art is so, so powerful and so important. And I love that. I mean, that's at the forefront of what you do. I see you as an artist. I see you as an inspirer. And for the person who doesn't understand how to return back to themselves and how to remove that ego, are there some practices or maybe it's just one that you can share that they could do and implement starting today? Of course, but I want to share the artist is the little kid before life stripped away all your powers. Mm. And so if there's anything, I want you to think of one thing that you used to love to do that sparked joy, dancing, singing, playing in the rain, slip and slide, playing in the mud, uh, just walking in the grass, looking up at the stars at night, you know, it's whatever that was. I want you to give yourself five minutes. We'll start five minutes twice a week. Five minutes twice a week so your body can remember what it feels like to be nourished by yourself. And just allow yourself to feel that. Inside of that is a seed but you know the magic of the acorn seed is what grows into an entire uh, um, uh, oak tree, giant oak tree. So the magic inside of that little kid contains confidence, contains love, contains faith, bigness, bravery, energy, all of that magic is waiting for you to return home to it. And I could talk about many of these other things, but underneath all of those other things, most of the time is a little kid who doesn't feel seen, who doesn't feel heard, who doesn't feel like they matter. So they will mask, they will claw, they will scream, they will step over, they will, they will overcompensate, they will oversexualize, they were, they will, money will become their identity to distract them from just how hurt that little kid is. So if you can tend to that little kid for three times a week, for five minutes, just doing something that you love, don't think about a spreadsheet or how you can scale it. This is for your heart, which gives off the most powerful frequency in the world. I wonder what happened if we used it. I mean, really used it. If I can leave you with anything that I feel will be a very powerful wave into the future of humanity, heart-led leaders who contain the skill of discipline, which most heart-led leaders do not. So a lot of people, spiritual people in the spiritual community are broke. I coach a lot of them and it's like, oh, I don't know how, I just wanna be for everybody. Heart-led leaders 
with discipline, who operate from nature's principles, nature's law, I truly in the heart of my heart of my hearts will be the future of human 2.0 as we go into earth 2.0. And I'm calling that the harmonized human, one that is in harmony with nature as it was designed. What does that look like specifically? So what it looks like is being in tune, being in tune with who you are. Like say for instance, if I go la 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 and you go, uh, and I say repeat it and you go, La la la, I already know that your that your channel is out of alignment because you can't duplicate what you can't hear. So working on your hearing. So like literally, if you're out of tune here, I guarantee you there's many things that are out, out of tune inside of your channel. So there can be so many different things blocked. And that's the first test. Being in tune with what you hear, you can actually duplicate from your mouth. That's number one. Number two, understanding how harmonies work. If you take a three-part harmony, even if you can't sing, you can feel that frequency, that, that harmonic frequency in your body. You can feel it because it feels good. You sing one note off key, it will throw the whole, it will throw the whole song off. So start understanding how harmonies work in music because anything in music can be can be latent to nature's rhythm because everything is rhythm everything is energy everything is frequency and so as we rise into another state of consciousness understanding the rhythm of nature meaning patience which is one of the highest forms of of leadership uh, being a patient person, being grounded, being embodied, knowing who you are and understanding how harmonies work. Because if you can truly understand how harmonies work, now you can become one that is harmonious with any kind of energy that comes your way. And so as these weird energies start coming, you don't get swept up because you know how to be one with yourself with everything inside of us is a resonant note. So if you start harmonizing with different energies around you, now you don't get swallowed, you don't get taken away. So understanding what, how harmonies work, understanding tuning, like you tune, just like you tune a guitar, you be able to duplicate what you hear. And a lot of this is musical, but if you can understand the musicality inside of this instrument, you will have a key inside of the future of the future instruments of how we raise the vibration and frequency. This is why you can go out, listen to a Beyonce song or listen to something and 50,000 people after she plays something, they're like, oh my God, I just feel something. They just raised the vibration. So if the future of humanity is rising into a higher consciousness, wouldn't the vibration and the frequency rise higher? What if you can practice that right now with understanding the laws of nature, understanding how music actually works and what's happening inside of the body and how you can then become and tune yourself if you just study that right now, 
and like really study that, you're going to gain access into a higher frequency of yourself that you didn't even know that you existed because now you're working with the non-physical world and the physical world. And when you combine those two worlds, it creates access to another world. Inside of that world, that's where all of your gifts and your magic lies and your ancestors that, that all of their DNA is encoded inside of you. When you have access to that, that extra world, I'm getting a little bit woo-woo here, but I will tell you this in the most practical way. Understand harmonics. And I want you to just look up that word. And I want you to learn everything about harmonics and how to raise your vibration, how to raise your frequency. This is the stuff that I'm teaching at my retreats, in my masterminds. It's Awaken the Artist, but man, I know what's, I feel what's coming. So I'm preparing the people to be able to truly be able to harmonize with anything that comes their way. Mm. Amazing. My audience loves woo-woo. So we're here for it. Thank you for that. That's so beautiful. So one of the questions I want to switch gears a little bit and just get really clear on something. So we talk a lot about money on this show and we support people in transforming their money mindset, creating more wealth, all the things money. So what was it that you did to, and I know you've answered this in, in many ways, but practically speaking from a money perspective, what, what did you do to go from that, you know, 200,000 in debt to creating more wealth? And I know, for example, you were able to retire your mom, you, you ha actually had savings, like all these amazing things that people are looking to accomplish. What did you do practically speaking? So I read a book called The Power. It's the lady who created The Secret. She has a book called The Power by Rhonda Byrnes. I just kept listening to that audiobook over. I would listen. I would wake up. I would listen. I would work out. I would listen. I would drive, turn my car into a university on wheels. I would listen. Washing dishes. I would listen over and over. You know when you listen to a song over and over and over and you can't get the song out of your head? So imagine listening to something for five years, over and over and over and over, your life will start to look like what you flood your conscious mind that drips into your subconscious mind with. So the power, and then there was another book called Grow Rich with Peace of Mind by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. There's Thinking Grow Rich, but then there's yeah. a book that not a lot of people talk about called Grow Rich with Peace of Mind. And I just kept oscillating back and forth between those books and I applied everything that I was learning. And inside of that, I was becoming a different person. And I think the biggest physical thing that I did is I love nature, love, love, love nature. And then one day somebody said to me, they're like, Garen, you know that, uh, most money in the world is made from paper, right? And I had money problems. I, like, I just got money problems. He's like, no, most money in the world is made from paper, right? And I was like, I was like, I think I heard that in elementary school. He's like, yeah. He was like, where does paper come from? And I said, I think they said bark. And I said, uh, and he said, is bark a part of a tree? And I said, Oh my God, 
I've always been taught money doesn't grow on trees. Money is a fucking tree. It, it's an actual tree. So he said, so you don't have money problems. You have a worthiness problem. Because if you feel safe around these trees and you're just around, you just like, it's always giving and receiving. Well, understanding money and the, the laws of money that it should always be giving and receiving just like the leaves of the trees, then you could position yourself to understand the rhythm of nature that you could be giving and receiving and not hoarding certain things, hoarding ideas, hoarding your gifts and hoarding and waiting and waiting and all this, you're defying the laws of how nature actually works. And, and so once I started understanding just certain laws about nature and like really, and I was like, wait, so I don't have money problems. What I do is I need, I get to look at money in the same way that I look at nature, but I am also human nature, so it should not be any different than I look at myself. So I attract money based off of the value in which I see in myself when the truth shows up and nobody is around. Mm -hmm. So when I started working on the quiet Garen, the one that nobody really knew and saying, you are so worthy. You are worthy of a big life. You are worthy of success in every area of your life. And I started surrounding my people, surrounding myself around people who were talking like that, reading books like that, thinking like that over and over and over and over and over. Flowers that grow together grow much faster together than they do by themselves. That was the biggest transformation I ever had. And now money just won't stop following me. And I'm just so, so grateful to be in a space to be able to see money, see myself, see trees, and they all be the same thing. <laughs> Pure love. Oh my gosh. That's everything. I've never heard that, that correlation before. It's so obvious, <laughs> but how many times do we hear money doesn't grow on trees when it's the complete opposite? Wow. Amazing. So one more question before we, we start to wrap up with our absolute final question. We ask all of our guests. So I'm curious to know, is there anything right now that you're still a work in progress on? that you can share with us? Yeah, for anybody, any men out there, you ever have a, a, a relationship with a powerful woman, it will, nothing will ever be set in stone. It is always a work in progress. You always come back to the table. And then if you have a kid, it's always a work in progress. It's always come back to the table. And I would say my marriage and parenting is a forever container for growth, that even if I give it the best of me, it will find a spot that I didn't even see, which always gives me an opportunity to grow through. And because of the way that I lean in, and I don't just leave it to Blair, it's like we, we both lean in in our own ways. Because of the way that I lean in, uh, It is 
the and create the kind of like business and life that I that I feel called to. It is the most difficult, rewarding thing that I am so happy that I was chosen to to like have this level of responsibility and have this level of um, commitment. And because uh, I grew up, I didn't see examples of the kind of families that I wanted to pattern myself after. I didn't see examples of men that showed up and show and and treated women like I felt like they should have been treated. So I just treated them like I, what I saw. I never saw those examples, so I had to create that example. Hmm. I hope everyone re-listens to this episode and, and especially your verbiage, because I know everything is conscious in terms of the way that you're speaking and, you know, you get to, and you were chosen, even when something is difficult, you're not looking at it as a burden. You're not looking at it as it was put on you. It's an opportunity. And there's a very small portion of the world, at least in my experience that thinks in that way. And we get to all make a choice to change that and to focus on our language. Because like you said, mindset changes everything. Our words change everything. Um, and I love that you put that and thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the opportunity and the beautiful questions that you asked today. One more for you, Garen. <laughs> so what is one way I know you've shared a million, but what is one way out of all things that people can create a life that's better than their dreams? Well, oftentimes people create their dream life 15 years prior. What I would say is 15 years prior, you are a completely different person. And so I would, uh, come back to your dreams and see if that's something that you still feel connected to. And from there, the updated version of your dreams, it should stimulate different kind of energy. Um, I would find a way to get involved with building people up in a way where they're transforming. And I don't know this to be like a, uh, this fact, I'm only paying attention to patterns. The more people that I've seen from anything that I've created who transform their life for the better, it seems like there's a universal order that is depositing something in the future of my, it's like a future bank account that always has 10 times what I thought was gonna happen connected to it because it was 10 times the value put out. You get in life what you put out in life. So if you 10X your service, 10X your message, 10X your, your, your impact, your content, uh, providing it's 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 valuable. You don't get paid for for time. You get paid for the value you put in the time. So if you raise your vibration and raise your value, like double, triple, quadruple your value, 
what you're going to get back it won't it, it won't make sense to the the dream you just placed on it and so i i i, I want to leave it with this cuz it's i think it's very important to close on this i was 14 years old and i always knew i was like man i'm going to retire my mom i'm going to win 5 grammys I'm going to walk with her on a red carpet. And when I receive my reward, I'm going to retire her. Well, that was supposed to happen by the time I was 25. Well, I reached 26, 27, 20. I was like, oh my God, my dream, my dream, my dream. 28, 29, 30, 31, to do. When I got to 35, and I had left music, so I, I wasn't planning. I had given up on music. I was in a completely different genre, and I was slated to get an award. And it was, some, it was an award ceremony that's very similar to the Oscars. And I said, where are they hosting the, the, the award ceremony? They said, the same place where they host the Grammys. And I hadn't put two and two together yet. So I get to the Grammys, my mom was with me. I mean, I get to the those award ceremonies, my mom is with me. All of a sudden I win five, five awards. I'm walking down the red carpet with my mom. And I was like, oh my God, this is the moment. This is what I saw when I was 14. And I stood at the end of there when I got my award, I said, mom, I'm in tears. I want you to imagine how hard your mom or dad has been working. They're tired. And I looked at my mom in the eyes. And I said, mom, call your boss. Tell him you don't have to go to work. You're not going to work anymore. And she said, what, baby? I said, mom, I'm retiring you. She's like, what? And she just gave me a hug and I just cried. And I was like, oh. It was never, I was committed to the process, but unattached to the outcome because the outcome was 10 times greater. So there's some of y'all on your path right now. Hold fast. You keep going. You get knocked down, you get back up and just know that this is all part of the process. It's shaping you. It's molding you. It's grooming you. And whatever you think you're quitting, that's a part of the process. You have no idea what's in store, but keep your, your eye on the heart prize. That is, that is so valuable in your North Star, your, your internal GPS system, what is connected to your heart, because it's going to lead you through twists and turns and up and down. But I'm telling you, as long as you keep believing your time will come and you're going to remember this conversation you'll be like they were right yeah no you were right so i just want to leave you with that because your time is coming and i cannot wait to celebrate and and, and support you along the way oh, thank you so much i i just feel so honored to have had this conversation with you and 
you're just, I, I mean, I'm so grateful that you were put on this planet. I'm so grateful that you stayed the course and the path and that you've lived all these millions of lives <laughs> for all of us to just get the benefit of, of your wisdom and your experience and be inspired by you every day. So thank you so much, Karen. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on. And thank you for being brave enough to create a platform like this so that stories like mine have wings. I just wanted to acknowledge you, my friend. Mm, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.